This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Anyone who's drafted by the Rays. Lindor with a drive down the right wow. field line, and it's gone. A home run for Francisco Lindor. He continues to be red hot this spring. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network. What day is it? Wednesday? Wednesday. Eight days away from opening day? That's right. I can't believe it. It's a, it's a, yeah, it, it's going to be here. Jeez. We're still going to have the college basketball tournament going on. going to be a lot of fun. Awesome stuff. Uh, Joe Strowski, Ryan Horvat, welcome into BetQL Daily. Thanks for listening via the radio.com app, radio.com sports YouTube page. Tell your smart speaker to play the bet on radio.com and then of course around 105.9 fm hd2 in chicago the bet 1430 in denver all over the place nationwide man uh my, my yard's a mess horvat i just ran out there in the last break so i've got a, a guy that drives around on this like fertilizer machine he shows up a couple times a year he's out there uh cable company who set a new line for my internets was out there because they had the cable wire going across our entire yard for like yeah. the last three weeks. And they, they th- this crew came out to dig a hole. They're like, oh, yeah, you're going to lose Internet. I'm like, we can't lose Internet. <laughs> that would be a bad thing. I, we can't lose Internet. So so I'm hoping uh, you don't lose me over the next hour or so. You know what? You, I think you'll be good, man. And if, if worse comes to worse, you could always throw yourself on the hotspot. I got the Internet. I got yeah, I know. today. Same thing. There's like a cord running in the wrong spot. So they're going to come in today and I'm already paying for the highest quality internet. And somehow I'll end up spending more money just to get them out here, even though they've been out here three times the last three months. I'm just, you know, I think everybody's ready for the world to go back to normal, but I'm sure this is problems that everybody's been dealing with when you're working from home. Finally, my son's going to be going back to school in person, but we've been doing what what is going on? Why is it taking so much longer up there? I thought you guys were much more open in Wisconsin. My kids have been in school for a month. No, we are. See, my son broke his femur. So as soon as he was able to go back, oh, right. then he was in a wheelchair and it was just a big mess. So he's been at home. So I'm really excited to get him back to school, my wife back to work and uh, get the internet back up and running around here, man. Because I, I mean, again, like if you would have told me that this was the reality that we're dealing with last year where everybody's working at home and Zoom conference calls, doing shows from home. I don't know how many radio shows I've done from home. Uh, it's been I a, love it. a year, man. I, 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 at home? Oh, I love it. Are you kidding me? Do I miss the, the 45 minute at least commute each way to work? And, and then and then you miss out on some prep time. Like, yeah, that, that's what I'm getting ready for the show a few hours before the show. 
Yeah, I'll tell you what was a beautiful thing, man, was on Monday, like having the NCAA tournament. I was watching. I actually, I mean, I yes. won over, and that game went over pretty much in the first half. So I'm winning money. It's great. At the same time, it was a beautiful thing. So you're right. You know what? I'm no. not going to complain. I love working from home. Are you kidding me? All right, let's get uh, to the World Series. Yeah. It's opening day for everyone next Thursday, right? There isn't like where they have one or two teams playing Wednesday. I believe it's everyone, April 1. We're good to go. Either way, doesn't really matter. Doesn't matter for the purpose of this conversation. So I was like taking a look at uh, World Series odds going into the season for recent winners or just recent teams participating. Last year, I don't know if you want to take too much um, from player results over a two-month sample size, but you know it's funny. Uh, we had all these. We had 16 teams in the playoffs, and the entire run-up to the postseason was, "Hey, if we get it, anybody can win. Anybody can win." The best team won, and right. it was it was no doubt the best team all along. The LA Dodgers and uh, the odds for them going in to win the World Series are plus 375. Absolutely no value. Uh, but the losers there, you could hedge out of that. Maybe you made some money. You, you did an AL pennant bet. Uh, the Rays were in that 18 to 20 to one range. Go to 2019. I won money on that World Series. Uh, the Nationals preseason, 17, 19 to one range. But where you could really cash, and I'm not sure that a lot of people did it, is when they had their struggles in the first half of the season. They wanted to fire their manager. Um, it, it got as high as 55 to one when they were 32 and 38. 32 and 38 in the Nationals. You can find them. Yep. 55 to one. The World Series loser Astros were six to one preseason. 2018, Red Sox won it. They were 12 to one. 2017, I had a uh, preseason Houston Astros ticket at 14 to one. Uh, they beat the Dodgers in 2016. It was the, the Cubs just were on a tear all season. It wasn't a big surprise there. So, so some years it's the best team in baseball winning, and some years it's uh, some teams that are double digits as far as the odds, but not too far down the board. I'm not going to count the Nationals because, you know, there were so many people that, that walked away from that 2019 season, Horvat, and said, oh, what a surprise, what a surprise. Look at this team. Look at how they started. They always had the pieces. In, yeah. in the small sample size of the first couple months of the season, they just had a lot of issues. They always had the great rotation. And they had a superb lineup. It was a matter of them figuring out in the bullpen, and they had enough horses in the rotation. The bullpen didn't didn't matter as much. Yeah, and I think it was because they had like the young, talented players. But Juan Soto at the time wasn't really a household name yet. And it's like any time, you know, we 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 overlook free agency and then guys leaving. I feel like in Major League Baseball, I'll never forget when Albert Pujols left the Cardinals, and I was like, oh, it's finally over. The dark empire has finally fallen. The Cardinals are done. And then they won the World Series. And then it was the same situation where you had the Bryce Harper sweepstakes. He ends up leaving, going to Philadelphia. And then the Nationals finally find the success in the postseason. But I was with you guys. And I remember you and Eli being all over the Nationals that year. And that is one of the rare, like, for the most part in baseball, the best team's going to win. Like, if we look at the Dodgers on paper, I mean, like you said, there's really no value right there. But the value that season, even though they had struggled, was always there with the Nationals because of what you said. They had to figure yeah. out the bullpen, but the rotation was there. And pitching wins in the postseason. Like, that's why right now, you know, before the season begins, I'm looking at teams like the Mets. I'm looking at teams like the Nationals, who now because they struggled a little bit last year, you know, team people are sleeping on them. And then I'm looking at, like, you guys sold me on the Braves, but I'm looking at the rotations. And that's why I can make the case for the Padres. They're going to score a bunch of runs, but they add you Darvish to that rotation. Uh, they add Blake Snell to that rotation. 
So that's where I do look for value, and I look for it in the pitching rotations. And I feel like that's why this year there's three teams just in the National League with eight, uh, three or four 18-game projected winners in the rotation. You have the Mets, you have the Nationals, you have the Dodgers, and then you have um, also the Nationals. No, yeah, you said the Nationals in there. I, I sell me on that, man. I'm just not. I'm not there with you. Not in that division. I don't see it with the Nationals. They'd have to stay healthy. The rotation would have to stay healthy. I'm with you. There's way too many question marks. And for me, you know, like everybody else, I'm going to be rooting for the Padres. I love Tatis. I think everybody does. He's going to become the face of baseball. He's on the cover of MLB The Show. Love the rotation. You'll see what you get in Blake Snell. You'll see what you Darvish looks like year one in San Diego. It's probably not going to be the same situation like it was year one in Chicago. But, man, he was so good last year that I could see you Darvish. Yeah. Being an, being an Cy Young candidate, but you guys really sold me, man, on, on the Braves. I feel like that's the team. I feel like somebody's going to make I'm not as high as, as everybody else. I don't think I'm as high in the Braves as everybody else, but go ahead. I, I like No, I just like what they did this offseason. I mean, they needed more experience in the rotation. That's what they needed, and they got it with Charlie Morton. Uh, also, they were able to bring Azuna back in free agency. They get Soraka back. He was injured. They're going to get a full season of Ian Anderson as well. Again, if I'm just trying to make the case for any team that's not the Dodgers or that's yeah. not the Padres, because the Padres are going to be the public popular pick. Everybody loves them right now. Then I think it would be the Braves. In they've been successful the last couple of years, and I feel like everybody always sleeps on the Braves and just kind of like I don't want to say that they consider them choke artists, but maybe. Well, here here's my look at the top, and it's it's pretty clear the top six teams. Just look at the odds board. You mentioned the Dodgers, and it goes Yankees. They're the second favorite at five to one. Padres, Padres are seven to one. I love that roster, but my goodness, seven to one really. Uh, yeah. White Sox and Mets both plus nine fifty at points bet, and then you've got the Braves at plus a thousand. Then there's a drop off to the range of the Twins, Blue Jays, Astros. Just sticking with those top six teams right now, if you were to tell me one of them is going to win the World Series, two of them are going to participate in the World Series, that would not surprise me at all. But going into the season, about a week and a half out from opening day, I am not betting on any of them. These odds are way too short. And like we just gave the examples with the Nationals, they're over a one or two month sample, there could be some struggles and people are willing to sell, jumping off. The boat, and uh, that's when I would want to buy in if it's a team that I like. And the reason is, is first off with the National League teams, we also have the San Diego Padres and New York Mets in there. Mm -hmm. So because the Dodgers are in the National League, the odds are never going to go so short. Where If you like it now, you're not going to be like, oh, my God, I lost the number. Because the Dodgers are, are on their side, right? Mm -hmm. So even if San Diego looks great, they're probably still going to be around six to one or seven to one. And Atlanta, but maybe the same thing. Maybe they could go to eight to one, but it's not going to get that that far off unless the Dodgers just have a ton of injuries. And uh, with with the Yankees five to one, the favorite in American League, White Sox are uh, ten to one. There, that makes sense. They're the two most talented rosters right now. Yeah, and I, I don't know how much that's really going to change. Are the White Sox ever going to be five to one? No, I don't see that. No, I don't see that happening either. And that's why, like last season, last season I took a lot of shots, you know, because last season, like you didn't really know what to expect when we finally got to the postseason because it was such a short sample size. 
such a weird year. Like if you remember the beginning of last year, we were wondering, are the Marlins even going to play enough games? I mean, they had COVID issues and then they get into the postseason and then the Cubs can't score a run against them. So like last season, I could make the case for anybody to win the World Series. Obviously, the Dodgers were the heavy favorites, but obviously like 162 games. Man, there's not, there's not a whole lot of value. Like if you are looking to back a team like the Dodgers, no. like the Yankees, and I don't think – I think everything is kind of where it's going to be. I'm with you. I don't think yeah. you're going to find good value on the best teams in the league. That's why I'm looking at somebody – you know, maybe a team that we're sleeping on a little bit. Like if you do want to fade the Yanks a little bit, what about the Blue Jays? I love the Blue Jays offseason. I mean, they add George yeah. Springer to that lineup. Um, but then, you know, you have the question marks about the pitching – but I would look to find value maybe with a team like that. Like, you know, obviously everybody's going to make the case for the Dodgers, but the Dodgers have to see the Padres a lot, obviously, in that division. So that, that's what I would look for values, maybe a team like the Blue Jays. Okay. Um, I, I just don't want to throw this out there, and then we have to run to break. So there are a couple of teams that I see some value. Do you have any any other teams that you want to mention? Uh, as far Not as right now. I'm saying for after the break. No. Not, or yeah, after the okay. break, yeah. Okay, there's a there's a couple of teams that I want to bring up in the American League that I do think there's a little bit of value, and I don't want to just mention it and then cut it short and then stop the conversation there. Right. So we'll car carry that over, and uh, also the to-be-determined segment that America has been waiting on. That is next. It's Joe Ostrowski, Ryan Horvat. You've got BetQL Daily on the BetQL Audio Network. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network. BetQL and Radio.com have partnered up to help you beat the sports books. Use your promo code daily for 20% off any subscription. BetQL helps sports bettors of all types, from the first time bettors to hardcore, make more informed betting decisions using data and analytics. Promo code daily, 20% off any subscription. Ostrowski and Horvat. I'm at Joe0670 on Twitter. Horvat at Ryan Horvat. The show at BetQL Daily. We are here weekdays, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time, live on the Radio.com app. Radio.com Sports YouTube page. If you have YouTube up at work on uh, your computer, that's how you take in the show. Make sure you hit that like button and you are subscribed to the Radio.com Sports page. Many different ways uh, to find the show. And if you listen at your leisure, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, and Radio.com. Wrapping up our futures conversation, Major League Baseball, the season just eight days away, Horvat. Um, tell me I'm crazy. Yeah. Tell me I'm crazy, okay? Because there are a couple of teams that we didn't want to hit on that I want to give uh, or just do and uh, give you an opportunity to react. I do think there's a little bit of value on the board. Now, it's not the sexiest of options because there is this gap between those top five, six teams and the rest of Major League Baseball. And you talked about the Blue Jays. And uh, the intriguing part about taking someone in the American League is what, obviously? You, you don't have to face the Dodgers unless they get to the World Series. And, right. and if that's the spot you're in, you're okay. You're okay it, because uh, your team made it to the World Series. You're certainly going to make money whether you, you bet on the pennant or you're going to find a way to hedge out of it. I found myself looking at the American League West a lot. And the A's do A's things. And they do, they fool you again and again and again. And you just, you're left scratching your head. How the hell did they do that? Yep. They don't have any money. This team's unbelievable. The A's way works again. But I'm not sure it's going to work this time. They lose their stud closer, Hendricks, to the White Sox. 
Mike Miner, they, they added him late last year. He didn't do much for them. Limited amount of starts. Okay, he's gone as well. Uh, Marcus Simeon, guy that's been very high in war over the last number of seasons, he's gone. Chris, well, Chris Davis is gone. Yeah. The, the A's are finally, I think this is finally the time they're going to take steps back here, and they are the favorite to win the d- division. I disagree with that. Fangraphs has them at 81 wins, and I think that's about right. They should be about a 500 ball club. Am I an idiot? Man, well, I think the Liam Hendricks loss as their closer is going to be huge. Now, I, I but we say this every year, and then they just fill their bullpen with different spots. Do they lose this many guys, though, this quality of player? See, that's and that's a good question. And I look at this whole division like that, though. Like, okay, so look at the Astros. They lose not only George Springer, but also Justin Verlander is not going to be able to pitch this season. The Angels get Otani back, but we don't really know what to expect from him for a full season. You know what I mean? Especially right. on the mound. And then you look at the A's last season. I tried to make the case that last season that that it was over for the A's. That 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 I was all over the Astros because I just the revenge factor. They're going to prove that they didn't have to cheat to win the World Series. And the A's ended up being the only team that finished above 500 in their division. They were clearly the class of the division. Yeah. So that's just so tough to call. But, I mean, they did lose a lot. And I look at that bullpen, you know, they're not going to be the sexiest names that they're going to have to fill those spots with. I feel like maybe this is finally the year that they take a step back and it's somebody else's division. Okay. I don't know who I should so, make this for. So, so okay, you don't know. Well, let's let's see if we can do that. So you're with me on the athletics taking a step back or maybe a couple of steps. Well, what about the Astros? They will prevail, right? They will prevail. No, yeah. maybe you lose George Springer. So there's probably this assumption that they're not going to be there. Yeah, it's a big loss. That's a big loss for the lineup. But let's not forget that they still have. Altuve. He's not going to be that Jose Altuve that we saw last year. I'm willing to bet on that. Okay. Um, Brantley, Bregman, Correa, Jordan Alvarez, Uriel's hitting six. Kyle Tucker. This line, this lineup is still stacked. The oh, offense, yeah. the offense is not going to be an issue. I mean, we we talk about it like, okay, you lose Springer, but they're still going to be fine. Would it shock you if they're a top five to seven offense? No, it really won't. And it really, though, to be honest, wouldn't shock me if they were as bad as they were at times last season. But like when the game started to matter, and that when would they surprised me. But when they had to heat up to get into the postseason, then they played their best baseball. And then in the postseason, you kind of forgot all about Altuve's struggles. What I wonder, okay, so we're gonna have we're gonna have fans this season, and I hope that we have full attendance by the time we get to July. I know where you're going. I know where you're going. But yeah. What do, you think, what do you think the reaction to the Astros? Do you think they finally get what's coming to them, man? Because they had a free pass what? last year. Does that mean they're going to perform poorly? I mean, Ryan Braun gets the Ryan Braun treatment against the Cubs every single game still. And how does he do? He just does just fine, right? Well, yep. And, and that's a good point right there. So are the Astros. And that was kind of the case that I made for them last year when I faded the A's was that, okay, everybody's out on the Astros. They're going to rally together. I mean, because that whole team, nobody got a free pass on that team. I mean, yeah. obviously, you know, you show the video and we see El Tuve when he's going to cross home plate and he's like, don't rip my jersey off. And you can make the assumptions that maybe he's wearing a wire. They're banging on the trash cans. This was, he was. He was. He oh, was. Yeah. There's no assumptions. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I didn't know. I, I didn't want to speculate, but yeah, they were cheating. All right. And so I feel like, if anything, that was the case that I made for him last year, that they were going to rally together. But the first couple months, really that first month, they were a disaster, and El Tuve was terrible at the play. And listen, you lose Colin Verlander back-to-back years. 
Verlander. It's brutal. It's brutal. But, and, and Greinke may be a suspect one. He's still a quality pitcher. And if you look at it, he's one of five going into the year. And maybe they can win the West. McCullers and some of the other young arms that they have after him or Keedy, like, no, I think they could absolutely win the West. And there's value. You can find them at 22 to 1. Yeah, see, I was trying to make the case for this finally being the Angels season and Mike Trout finally getting the postseason. Well, that's why I said I'm going to the American League West because that's the next team I want to make a case for. Do you think there's a stronger case for the Angels? I do, but again, there's just so many question marks, you know, and and it all comes down to is Otani going to be healthy and what are you going to get from him? So that, that's the biggest question mark right there. You know what you're going to get from Mike Trout, and then you have to worry a little bit about the rotation and the pitching. But you know they're going to score runs. You know they're going to be an exciting team to watch, and eventually Trout has to get into the postseason. So that would be the team. I mean, that's the team that I'm seeing the best value on that I can make the case for. But, again, it could be it could be the second month of the season, and it could just be a complete disaster, and Otani could be on the IL. You know, that's that's the one thing, him coming off that injury that concerns me. Any team that is in that range of 40 to 1, they're going to have multiple question marks, and it's certainly fair. But, yeah, you're right. And I like their leadoff hitter, David Fletcher, as well. Uh, You got Fletcher, Otani, Trout, Rendon. Boom. I mean, that's that's as good as any team. Like, there might be a few that are better, but that's elite right there. And then you go up to Pujols hitting probably 6th, 7th. Like, yeah. Yes. But – the high-end pitching, are they going to add during the season? That's something else that we have to handicap. Are they all in for this season with Joe Madden year two as the manager? Ownership wants to spend, willing to spend. Like you mentioned, you they want to get Trout into the postseason. I absolutely think they can uh they they can win the the West here and put themselves in a good spot. I'm not saying they'll have a top two record in the American League. Probably gonna be the Yankees and the White Sox or yeah. twins. But I like them to win the division. Angels and Astros, I think there's a lot of value in that AL West. I feel like I really want to see how Joe Madden is going to use Otani and how he's going to maximize the swings and also his starts. Like, I, I mean, if you you know how Joe Madden likes to manage. I just wonder. Yeah. And that's just the thing. Like, that's the biggest question. He's mark. going to be smart. He's going. He's not going to be stupid. I'll tell you that. Well, yeah, obviously. Like, I feel like with certain pitchers, I just feel like, you know, like with Jake Arrieta, for example, like in those first couple runs with, with, with the Cubs, like I felt like Arietta would go seven or eight. But anytime Kyle Hendricks or anybody like him would get in just like a little bit of trouble, he would get the, he would have the short leash and be pulled in the sixth. I just I don't know what to expect from Otani. But, yeah, I think that that's the value pick right there. And I'm kind of rooting for him. I mean, I want to see Trout in the postseason. And obviously, I think Otani's going to have a huge year at the plate. We'll We'll see what goes down. Yeah, I mean, it kind of depends on the profile of the pitcher, too. I mean, Arietta was a Cy Young guy. Arietta was a workhorse. Um, Hendricks, I've, I've always liked him, but not a workhorse. He's not an overpowering pitcher. Right. And w- when people rip on Joe for pulling Hendricks, it was the World Series. And the guy coming in was John Lester. Like, okay. he's a- But that was all season long with, with yeah. Hendricks. Yeah, all season long with Hendrick. No, he doesn't have the strikeouts. He's not a powerful pitcher. He didn't. He clearly, no matter what he said, he didn't trust him as much. Right. No, absolutely. And that's just what I wonder. But like, that's the point. Like, I really still don't know about Otani. Like, I don't know what kind of pitcher he really is. I know what he could do at the yeah. play. 
but I still have to wait and see. It's just so hard. Like I, I, I keep trying to make the case for all these teams in the American League, and then I look at that Yankees lineup, and then I yeah. look at the rotation. But they still they do have a lot of question marks in that rotation. Are they going to be able to stay fully healthy? But when Garrett Cole is your opening day starter, and you get a full off season for him to prepare, they're just they're scary this year. The Yankees. Okay, so that that's our uh, that's our baseball for World Series futures conversation, and now we want to bring in our executive producer on the show. His name is Eli Herskovich. Eli, the uh, the rundown which you like us to follow to a T says TBD. What, yes. uh, what does that mean? Well, we don't have a ton of time here, so let's keep that in mind. We only have about four minutes, which I guess could. Oh, do minutes. you want us? Do you want to do it after our best bets? Ooh, that's a good idea. Or we do half now, and then we save the rest of the half for the best bets or after the best bets. No, that's a tease. I don't even think Greeny could do a tease like that. <laughs> well, you'd be surprised. So, who? I guess. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I guess the I guess the 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 overall theme of the segment is get to know Ryan Horvat because we haven't really done that on the show yet and I can't see Ryan's reaction. I'm hoping he's a little embarrassed, a little shocked. No. Jake says no, shake it as that no. All right. Well, that's good. So Ryan, we want to go audio, to audio audio medium, Eli. Go ahead. That's fair. <laughs> hey, people people could imagine people could use their their head too. So, Ryan, we want to get to know you. We want to go through some of your tweets and ask you what they mean. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Pretty quick to the, quick to the point. Yeah. All right. So, let's go back to yesterday. Joe, do you want to kick that off or no? You go ahead. I don't know what you guys pulled out. Oh, fair enough. Okay. So you said, I love the gift, by the way. It was really funny. My kid's teacher trying to virtually connect with me while I've tried to, while I'm talking Packers with strangers on social media, care to inform our five listeners and viewers on radio.com and the radio.com app, what that means. Yeah. Okay. So I know I only got a couple minutes here. So uh, on our show, I do the morning show in Milwaukee and we always joke because we were on from 5 a.m. to 10 a.m. We never have any breaking news. And then immediately when we get off the air, something breaks. Yesterday, the Green Bay Packers re-signed defensive back Kevin King, who was a disaster in the NFC Championship game, was a disaster for the majority of the season. Everybody freaked out. Everybody wanted Kyle Fuller or Richard Sherman at 31 years Shocking. old. And so um, people started tweeting me because I was fine with it. It's $6 million. It's a prove-it year. It's a prove-it deal for Kevin King. And you look at that $6 million, he's not making $6 million. You know what I mean? It's probably going to be $3 million. And so everybody's tweeting and freaking out. We're not on the air. And so it just so happened to be that my son had what's called gumball math. And it's where I actually have to like help him out. And it's all virtual. He's the only student right now doing virtual learning. Everybody else is in the classroom. And the teacher Wanted to ask my opinion on whether, you know, he should do it before or after lunch. Does he want to do it with the rest of the class? But then she starts asking me, like, my opinion on, the, like, the English test. Like, when would my son want to take it? Is he going to be able to do the field trip? They're doing, like, a socially distanced field trip where you have to wear masks. But right So now- ba- basically you're saying you have no interest in your son's education, that you would rather talk about the Packers with uh, rando bots online that have three followers than uh, that talk about what your son should be doing. And that's and that's my problem right there. I get <laughs> Twitter eggs, you know, the people. Like, who cares? Them. What do you get out of replying to this guy with six followers? You get nothing. 
You got to go the Ross Tucker route. You, you seek out the NFL newsmakers and then you jump in their mentions hoping to steal a few followers. Cloud yeah. chaser is what we call it. Yeah. You know what, Ross? I followed Ross on Twitter and sometimes like. Unfollow. If, unfollow. If the pack I blocked him. It's terrible. He'll me, like it'll say like at Ryan Horvath and I'll see it. But yet he doesn't follow me. So he tweets at me. Uh, but you're not alone. You're not alone. Yeah, but but uh, really quick. So yeah, I would rather argue with complete strangers, especially if they have a different opinion than me. I'd rather argue with people than um yeah than invest in my son's education. Yeah. <laughs> That's what's called being a parent. And you don't Probably. even like the Packers. Like Probably. why? You don't even well, like the Packers, right? I like Joe. I like anybody that pays me. The Packers don't pay you, but but I get paid to talk about the Packers. You're not getting paid to talk about the Packers on Twitter. Hey, I was just defending a guy that had one rough game in the NFC Championship game. The year before yeah. that, he had five interceptions, led the team. So I just that I is, that's one element of sports radio that I can't stand. It's like every fan base thinks that they should get every free agent that becomes available. Right. It's just so annoying. Yeah. Right. right. Anyways, want to do some golf? I do. I I'm all messed up with this schedule this week. It's already underway. We'll find out if there's any value on the board right now from our guy, Jeff Feinberg. It's Ostrowski and Horvat. You're locked into the BetQL Audio Network.